0: Last weekend, foreign correspondents, journalists, and prominent bloggers based here in South Korea were invited to attend a night of networking and panel discussions about their craft. I spoke with some of the attendees and asked them what it was like working here, including some of the benefits and also the disadvantages they faced.
1: I'm Soren Kittel. I'm a freelance journalist from Germany. I've worked for different papers in Germany before, and I'm now freelancing for magazines and newspapers from here. I think Korea is the—I um, would almost say—most overlooked place in the in the in Asia. I've uh, I've done reporting in, in in Jakarta before and in and in China, and uh, I think there should be more foreign correspondents here. But most of them are in Tokyo and in and in Beijing. And you see this all the time that 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 many many reporters, you know, they they report from other cities, but about Korea, but they don't live here. And I think Korea, like with all the. Like the interesting economy, of course, and the the culture and the the startup scene, and um, you know, it's like there's enough to report. Uh, and of course, North Korea, it's always a topic that my newspapers want to read about. I think the the, the main positive thing is that there's no competitor really. Like, I've, you know, you, you just met Fabian, he's the other German journalist, but you know, there's so many stories here, they basically lie on the street. Another positive thing is that that the Korean state provides us with uh, with the foreign press center, which I think is a perfect place to work. It's in the center. Every friend that visits me that I that I show, oh, that's the building I work at, like right behind City Hall. It's just really nice, like to have a place to go to, to meet up, to have lunch at, to uh, read the newspapers of the country. That's like that's one of the big big benefits for me to come here and to work here. And um, I think on the negative side. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to to get through to people because, like, especially if you don't speak Korean, but also, like, they just hang up if if they don't speak English or they or they try to find a way of saying no to you and you just uh, and I, I had a couple of cases where I had to scare people which <laughs> sounds sounds worse than it is but I, I just had to say well then I just write that you what was the name again Kim uh-huh. that you told me this, what this person can talk to me and so I, I can write your name I'm, I'm from a free country I can do that like this is the laws in my country and then they're like oh this is really uneasy well maybe I can help you and this happened a couple of times that I had to scare people to make it possible to talk to them even from Let's just say big chevils. I come from a country where the press is relatively free, and there's always a press officer being able to talk to you, and they want to talk to you. But if I want to talk to somebody, it's virtually impossible until I actually go there and to the virtu- to the re- real building. This is this is, I think, the, the main problem. Like to get into it, because Koreans are not used to to just you know being asked and being being out
0: there. Two presentations were also held at the event. The first covered how to pitch stories about Korea and ended with a discussion of gathering information on North Korea by author and seasoned journalist Jeffrey Kane.
2: Well, I I actually just returned from North Korea last week. I spent about two weeks there, Um, got some access to the countryside, to Chongjin, to the Russian border, the Chinese border, saw the military parade. So I had some access uh, to areas that usually are closed off to us journalists. Um, I didn't learn a single thing about North Korea. I left, and I, I had more questions about North Korea than when I had entered. Um, so I think that I would agree with Steve that really the best place to, to learn about North Korea is from the Chinese border. Um, there are also plenty of defectors in Thailand, Mongolia, Vietnam. Um, they're accessible if you go through you know, various NGOs here. There's you know the Liberty in North Korea and all these different groups. And uh, you, can, you can get access to them. I mean, you're not going to be able to quote them directly. You're not going to be able to to name them probably, but uh, they they do have recent information uh, about what's going on there. So you can get a more nuanced view than what's, you know, being peddled in the press about this this nuclear, this, you know, maniacal uh, hermit regime up north. You can get a, a more interesting view from them.
0: I also spoke with a photographer and got his perspective on adapting his business to South Korea.
3: My name is Matt Parker. I've been in Korea for four years, and I came originally from New York. Before I came here, I had my own photography company in the States, and then I came here and couldn't break into the photography market right away. In some of the stuff, there's a, um, there's a little language barrier, but it's not so much about language, it's more that everybody here tends to compete on price strictly, and they don't really care so much about quality. So a lot of the clients you might get, they don't know what's a good photograph, they don't know what's a bad photograph, they don't know what you need for an event. So it's a lot harder to compete at that level You're just more like, okay, I need the basic stuff And then as cheap a price as you can get Because everybody's got like 10 guys who work for you And you just send them different places for as cheap as you can possibly get them And there's nothing else that goes with it So it's a lot harder to get the kind of gigs that you might like as an artist In certain cases, I can definitely get people just because I'm a foreigner You get that out of it But not as much as you'd think, in my experience anyway So personally, it's, a little, it's been more of a downside than an upside just because it's harder to make those connections it's harder to get the kind of people you'd want and the kind of prices that you're used to charging nobody's going to pay
0: The second presentation discussed some interesting stories from the first foreign journalists in Korea during the end of the Chosun dynasty including one story that appears to have finally been forgotten
4: 1903 Emperor Kojong Queen Min has already been killed many many years ago But 1903, Kojong is rather lonely. He meets a missionary's daughter. Her name is Emily Brown, an American woman. Falls in love with her. Emily Brown is a very Christian woman. She tells him, if we are gonna be together, you have to give up all the other women. Kojong agrees. Here we can see a newspaper article from the United States how the only American empress was crowned. This is Emily Brown. Beautiful story, never happened. There was no Emily Brown. (laughs) According to William Sands, there were a couple of journalists in Seoul just kicking their heels with nothing to report. One of them representing a great New York Daily undertook to confirm his theory of the power of the press by creating an incident this story lived on until 1912. They were reporting how Emily Brown had been thrown out by the Japanese. She eventually dies in poverty. There was no Emily Brown. Up until eight years ago, there were still sites on the internet that claimed King Kojong, Emperor Kojong married Emily Brown.
0: And finally, I spoke with a magazine journalist based here in South Korea to learn more about the English publishing industry.
5: My name is Adida McKay. I'm from Ireland. And here I am a magazine section editor with an English publication in Seoul. My impression uh, with Korea is if you're not from one of the well-known publications, it's very hard to get interviews with big players. Generally, when I've called up government officials or tried to get in touch with them for interviews, they're very enthusiastic. And then it kind of comes out that I'm not calling from the UK or I'm not calling from Ireland. I'm calling from this small English publication in Seoul. And I've had a f- like more than one occasion where they've just been like, oh, no, sorry, we're not available anymore. It's kind of going to contradict what I said earlier. But I do find that sometimes people are very surprised and very happy that... Um, we've contacted them and we're in English publication because they kind of see that you know, there's interest from outside of uh, Korea. Generally the media in Korea, if you're working for a Korean publication which I'm, I'm not you can't really say what you want to say. You are very restricted on what you can say and um, who you can even um, talk about, uh, which is a huge restriction on journalism. Um, and a huge problem with Korea as well, and a lot of people know this as well, but it's kind of just the way it is and everyone kind of accepts it and until that really um uh, people start to really really question that i there's i don't think there's going to be change in the uh, journalism here
0: for koreafm.net i'm chance dorland